You're listening to a podcast from Grace Church in Salado, Texas. For more information and resources just like this, visit us online at gracesalado.com. All right, well, hello and welcome to the Grace Church Salado podcast. My name is David Laws, and I'm joined by Jason Goings, the pastor of Preaching and Vision here at Grace. Jason, thanks for being here. Hi, David. Wow, you gave me the full wave. Uh, yes. Our listeners, you can't see it, but uh, just imagine Jason giving a big old rainbow-style wave. Uh, it's a fun time of year. We got flowers blooming as we're walking over here from the office, and we got opening day for baseball uh, coming up soon, and the bipolar weather of freezing in the morning and 90 degrees in the afternoon. So it's a classic uh, Texas spring right now. Yes. Uh, the best part of what you said is opening day is tomorrow. So um, baseball fans, yeah, I don't know who you cheer for or what. Most Texas fans are – uh, either love or hate the Astros or most people aren't middle ground on that. Um, and I grew up an Astros and Cubs fan. So yeah. I'm, but I'm a Rangers fan also. So I'm kind of this weird, um, person, but yeah, looking at the Cubs roster yesterday, I'm, I, I like the middle infield, but I'm not as encouraged everywhere else. Uh, <laughs> the relief pitching looks good, but uh, but uh, you know, other than that, I'm like, okay, we're gonna have to. Well, for our listeners, if you disagree with the middle infield setup of the <laughs> Chicago Cubs, feel free to write in and let us know. Yeah, let us know that your take on. I that. I don't know if the Astros are going to lose a game. Their I, lineup is amazing. They're kind of turning into what the Yankees have been for like decades, where everyone's starting to kind of turn against them and not love that. I mean, outside of their sphere of fans, you know, like they're kind of becoming like the hated villain of, of baseball with the kind of those, this cheating scandal accusations and all that kind of stuff a while back. And well, and Astro fans don't care at all. They're <laughs> like, doesn't matter. We're winning. They're just living <laughs> so, in the sunlight. That's awesome. fun. Yeah. Part of sports. It is a fun time. Uh, well, if this is your first time listening, we want you to know that we do this podcast every week. For one reason, and that's so that you would come away loving God's Word more and knowing how you can take these things that you're reading and you're, and you're hearing in Scripture and know how you can apply it to your daily life. So our life verse this week is going to be coming from Luke chapter 12, verse 27, where Jesus says this, Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. So, Jason, it's a kind of an interesting passage, one that's probably helpful for us to uh, give. I mean, we always like to give context, but this one, if you just look at it alone, it can be really hard to tell yeah. what's, <laughs> right. what's happening in this passage. So maybe just start us off. Uh, yeah, you know, without the context, you're thinking, uh, wow, Jesus loved the springtime too. Yeah, and, uh, you yeah. Know, and, Why is Jesus talking about <laughs> flowers and Solomon and all of these things? Sure. So just context uh, real quickly. This section of Luke, Jesus is teaching about fear and anxiety. In verse 22, he says, do not be anxious about your life. And then he goes on to say, don't worry about what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. He later tells his disciples to consider the birds of the air, how God provides for them all the time. And then verse 25, and which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to a span of life? If you then are not able to do a small thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? So the context is Jesus wants to rescue his disciples from worrying, specifically worrying about God's provision, how God's going to provide 
uh, for us, for them. So he's giving them ways to help them as they will be tempted to struggle about God's provision. So, Well, and, and you and I kind of talked about this in the lead up. An- anxiety is this really big topic. There's a lot of different opinions on what it is and how it functions and how you respond to it and uh, where it originates and all these different things. And obviously we can't tackle the entire scope and breadth of what anxiety is. So we were kind of talking about the necessity to at least look here at this little sliver of Scripture and try and make sense of it. What is Jesus telling us here? How does, how does this explanation help us understand this idea of anxiety? Yeah, and I think, it's, I think what you're saying is important to understand is we're not going to – we're not going to – with this one little life verse this week, going to unpack how to fix all anxieties. But one thing we do see here that's very important is that Jesus – doesn't want us to be anxious. I mean, yeah. he's saying that. And so he is providing remedy and help for his followers. So if you're here, whatever you are tempted to be anxious about, know that Jesus cares and he wants to help you, wants to rescue us from that. But this life for specific is about being anxious about provision. So that's what we want to talk about. Yeah. Really, and so. and. As we're talking about context too, he, this is kind of in the in the scope of a couple analogies. Like the one of them that he points out, you can picture Jesus kind of being out in this field. One of them, the things he points out as an example is is the flowers. He also points to the birds. He says, "Look at the birds! Like God takes care of them. They're not freaking out about where their provision comes from, but God takes care of them anyways." So if you're wondering why we're talking about flowers and and birds, that's because that's what Jesus was pointing to. Yeah, as he, he was explaining. He was these literally pointing, helping the disciples to look up. Um, part of one, we, we start getting anxious about what God's providing for us. And a lot of that is when we, when we start comparing ourselves to others, mm-hmm. oh, well, Joe has this and John has that and I don't have this. And so I'm getting left out. I'm not getting, I'm worried about my next paycheck or, and they don't seem to worry about their paycheck. And, and it's almost like, for us hearing this, we could hear this as, you know what? I need to quit looking at what I don't have and look how God provides. He provides for the flowers, even for the flowers, you know, and and uh, so he's going to provide for me. So that that's one explanation of this is, you know, look how God provides for everything else. He's not going to let you down. He's going to provide for you. So. Yeah. Well, and, and as we're talking about this, it's probably important to note that we're kind of going to be weaving in and out of explanation and application because they, they go so hand in hand with this. But, you know, it kind of going with what you were just saying there, that idea of also looking out is helpful because it draws the attention away from ourselves. Like one of the things about anxiety is it causes us to focus on us. I like, you know, here he's specifically talking about provision. So the temptation is to say, I need to provide for this. I need to figure out how to make this work out. I need to figure out how this is going to happen. Or maybe it's just more of a panic. What is all this going to mean for me? You know, what is this going to do to me and my my family and those types of things? So the good thing about what Jesus is saying here is, look, look at how I'm a God who provides. Look at how I'm a God who sustains. And he's almost reinforcing these things that they know about him. Like they know that God is a God that provides, that God is a God who sustains. But Jesus is saying, look, watch it happen in front of you. Don't just look at your the ambiguity of your life right now and the p- potential for these all these what-ifs to happen. Well, and not just look at them, but look at the detail of them. Yeah. Like look how clothed and how well-dressed the lily is. 
And and so not only will God provide, he's going to provide with detail exactly what is best for you as the individual. And yeah. so that's all good explanation. I think another explanation is um, that that what Jesus is communicating is that the father cares mm-hmm. so much for his children. If he's going to care this much for flowers, yeah, he's going to care all the more for you. So that, that, I mean, that's a simple explanation. It's easy to see this next explanation. So moving into application um, here, cause I, I, you know, this is something that, that I, we've been dealing with as family. You know, we're, there's some things in our life about, that we're tempted to be anxious about and future stuff and, you know, all kinds of stuff going on, kids' plans and whatever. And um, this verse is timely because it's springtime and we just walked across a bunch of blue bonnets and Indian paintbrushes. And so... Um, and some yellow flower that we don't know. Yeah, what, some what yellow flower <laughs> that's really confusing to us. And so, uh, But I think one application, just real simply, is right now if you're struggling with worrying if God's going to come through for you, just go look at flowers and just remember this life verse. He cares for this flower that we walk across, that we walk by. Don't even, God cares about that little flower. He cares for you. Um, and then I would say a second application is, application is find a go-to place um, that's kind of a cool place for you that you could go to and go, you know what, this is my place to remember and reflect that God's got me, David. Do you, do you have one? Do you have a go-to place like what? You, you know, I, like a physical place? Not not so much. Um, I don't. I don't necessarily have that. I do um, frequently when I find myself wrestling with with anxiety. I do have these like Ebenezer moments in my life that I look back on times that I've tried to kind of etch it into stone in my memory of, okay, when I'm prone to doubt, when I'm prone to fear, when I'm prone to anxiety, remember this moment where God provided. So there are some, there are some of those that I, I go back to regularly, you know, and which is great. Yeah. Great and, to have. and so when, when some Jesus people may look, not have those, yeah. but, but that's good. To, well, we all have them. We right. all God's provided, you know, but, but it's good to have those markers. Yeah. Know? When Jesus is saying, look, look at the birds for me, sometimes those birds are more like, okay, what is, what are those birds that have been in my life? Like that's a terrible yeah. stretch of that analogy, but, um, <laughs> uh, but just this mindset, like I, I have experienced God's provision. He is taking care of me in, in some obviously ongoing way, but in some moments, very incredible, um, tangible felt ways. And so for me, it's just helpful to remember he is a God that provides, which is what Jesus is trying to teach them. Like, look at the birds. He is a God that provides. He's a God that sustains, and he will sustain you. So for me, I like to look back on those moments where he did that and, and te- reminding myself of those same truths. We have this um, corner lot field um, that I pass every day, multiple times a day, coming from my house to anywhere in Salado. And it's not the biggest acreage. Like, it's not a just huge ranch, but... And there's these huge longhorns on the lot. Like, it, in fact, you look at it and go, wow, is that enough land for those longhorns? Um, but every spring, it's filled with blue bonnets and Indian paintbrush. And so what Kelly and I have been, you know, praying through and tempted to be anxious about, it's been great timing for me as I pass by that field and I see the beauty and I've seen how those huge, big, strong longhorn are being provided for in that field and how each and every blue bonnet is being provided for. And it's a reminder 
God's got the future. He's got the present. He's got us. And so find your go-to spot. Um, yeah. If it's a walking back in your memory, like David was saying, or if there's actually a spot that you can capture in your mind that causes you to look at the flower or look at the bird and just remember, God's got me. So. Yeah, I think the key to it is like whatever's going to draw your attention to looking at God's provision. You know, I, I feel like that's what Jesus is trying to get them to do is don't don't stare at yourself and what you're capable of and what this outcome, you know, this hypothetical of how it could play out. Look at God's provision. He is a God that provides. Like, do remember God's provision. Notice God's provision. Uh, and the last thing I just have to watch out for is is what we already mentioned is compare comparisons to yeah. others because sometimes it's real easy for the enemy to tell us that well God's holding out on you or it's not fair or something's not just and it, we just have to remember not every lily flower is the same not yeah. every blue bonnet flower is exactly the same and so um so God's providing for us all in unique and special ways so yeah. don't compare instead consider the lilies and remember that God loves you more than the lilies. So. Yeah, that's a good word. Well, I feel like, again, we can't tackle this comprehensively and everything that there is to say about anxiety, but at least as far as this passage, I feel like that uh, that goes a pretty long way in trying to make sense of what Jesus is teaching here. Uh, so we, we want to say thank you for listening to the Grace Slato podcast this week. We hope that this discussion spurs you on in your love for Jesus and your love for people. We'll see you next Wednesday. Oh, and go Cubs. And go Cubs. <laughs>